0: Find someone to help you paddle. I learned early on in SEAL training the value of teamwork, the need to rely on someone else to help you through the difficult tasks. For those of us who were tadpoles, hoping to become Navy frogmen, a 10-foot rubber raft was used to teach us this vital lesson. Everywhere we went during the first phase of SEAL training, we were required to carry the raft. We placed it on our heads as we ran from the barracks across the highway to the chow hall. We carried it in a low-slung position as we ran up and down the Coronado sand dunes. We paddled the boat endlessly from north to south along the coastline and through the pounding surf. Seven men, all working together to get the rubber boat to its final destination. But we learned something else on our journey with the raft. Occasionally, One of the boat crew members was sick or injured, unable to give it 100%. I often found myself exhausted from the training day or down with a cold or flu. On those days, the other members picked up the slack. They paddled harder. They dug deeper. They gave me their rations for extra strength. And when the time came, later in training, I returned the favor. The small rubber boat made us realize that no man could make it through training alone. No SEAL could make it through combat alone, and by extension you needed people in your life to help you through the difficult times. Never was the need for help more apparent to me than 25 years later when I commanded all the SEALs on the West Coast. I was the Commodore of Naval Special Warfare Group 1 in Coronado. A Navy captain, I had by now spent the past several decades leading SEALs around the world. I was out for a routine parachute jump when things went terribly wrong. We were in a C-130 Hercules aircraft, climbing to 12,000 feet, preparing for the jump. Looking out of the back of the aircraft, we could see a beautiful California day, not a cloud in the sky. The Pacific Ocean was calm, and from this altitude, you could see the border of Mexico just a few miles away. The jumpmaster yelled to stand by. Now on the edge of the ramp, I could see straight down to the ground. The jumpmaster looked me in the eye, smiled, and shouted, Go! 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 I dove out the aircraft, arms fully extended, and legs tucked slightly behind my back. The prop blast from the aircraft sent me tilting forward until my arms caught the air and I leveled out. I quickly checked my altimeter, made sure I wasn't spinning, and then looked around me to ensure no jumper was too close to me. Twenty seconds later, I had fallen to the pull altitude of 5,500 feet. Suddenly, I looked below me, and another jumper had slid beneath me, intersecting my path to the ground. He pulled his ripcord, and I could see the pilot chute deploying the main parachute from his backpack. Immediately, I thrust my arms to my side, forcing my head to the ground in an attempt to get away from the blossoming chute. It was too late. The jumper chute popped open in front of me, like an airbag, hitting me at 120 miles an hour. I bounced off the main canopy and spun out of control, barely conscious from the impact. For seconds, I spun head over heels, trying to get stable again. I couldn't see my altimeter and was unaware of how far I had fallen. Instinctively, I reached for my ripcord and pulled. The pilot chute jettisoned from its small pouch in the back of the parachute, but wrapped around my leg as I continued to tumble toward the ground. As I struggled to untangle myself, the situation got worse. The main parachute... Partially deployed, but in doing so, twirled around my other leg. Craning my neck toward the sky, I could see my legs were bound by two sets of risers, the long nylon straps that connect the main parachute to the harness on my back. One riser had wrapped around one leg, the other riser around the other leg. The main parachute was fully out of the backpack, but hung up somewhere on my body. As I struggled to break free of the entanglement, Suddenly I felt the canopy lift off my body and begin to open. Looking toward my legs, I knew what was coming next. Within seconds, the canopy caught air. The two risers, one wrapped around each leg, suddenly and violently pulled apart, taking my legs with them. My pelvis separated instantly as the force of the opening ripped my lower torso. The thousand small muscles that connect the pelvis to the body were torn from their hinges. My mouth dropped open and I let out a scream that could be heard in Mexico. Searing pain arched through my body, sending waves pulsating downward to my pelvis and upward to my head. Violent, muscular convulsions racked my upper torso, shooting more pain.